I don't know if you feel the way I do, but I think this year has flown by. Here we are into November already. With that, there's been a change in the way the job market works, especially due to COVID. Many companies have unfortunately downsized, and a number of them have implemented alternate work locations, also known as work from home. If you want to be one of the first candidates considered when you submit your resume, you should be on top of the latest trends. Join me as we look over Resume Trends of 2021. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. As I mentioned in the intro, it's been a crazy year, especially with COVID. I just can't believe how far we've come, though. We just had Halloween yesterday, and now we're into November. At least for us in Florida, we're finally starting to see a little bit of the reprieve from the 100-plus degree temperatures down here, and we had some nice cooler weather, especially in the mornings, which I'm very thankful for. Before we get into today's content, I wanted to share I have some really exciting news, but stick around to the end because you don't want to miss out. There's a really great special surprise waiting. Back to today's podcast topic, Resume Trends of 2021. I thought it would be good if I would jump on the web to see what was trending out there. Then I'll throw in my own two cents as well. One of the biggest recommendations for Resume Trends of 2021 is to make sure that you use keywords. That sounds like a no-brainer, but you have to make sure you actually connect with the targeted job. Otherwise, you may be left out in the cold. Another reference was, quote, quote, keep it short. If you've been listening to this podcast for any time, you know it's keep it short. I'm talking about one to two pages max. Now, There can be some special circumstances that require a more lengthy resume submission, but that should be obvious when you're applying, and that typically comes from a very seasoned job professional and a job that's requiring specific techniques or talents and a strong background. Another thing out there trending, get specific. Hmm. So what exactly does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means to me. The days of writing a single generic resume, just having it on tap and sending it out to any and all job applications, those days are gone. Wow. If you've not heard that before from me, you might be cringing right now, and I can understand that. The reality is, if you're interested in a job, you need to take it seriously and get specific. That means you target each and every job that you apply for. You need to make your resume unique. If you're targeting a specific field or a specific job type, then the good news is that a majority of your resume can be reused or repurposed. However, you have to go the extra step, go the extra mile, and personalize your resume so that the person recruiting you, the person reading your resume, potentially HR, the hiring manager, some type of scanner or screener, that they feel that you actually can connect with that position. They can almost envision you being part of the team. That's one piece that starts to get your foot in the door. 
Next, it's referenced you should include tech skills. That's obvious to some, but maybe not to everyone. Some of us might focus on our education. Some of us might focus on our previous work history. You need to make sure that you emphasize and include your technical skills. Speaking of skills, you should also include soft skills. Those are your communication skills. It's important that you demonstrate on your resume how clearly and how well you communicate. You should state it on your resume, specifically if the job is looking for a strong communications background. Depending on your position that you're applying for, you might want to link some personal websites that you've built or your social media accounts. A word of warning, though, if you include references or links to those materials, make sure that they're clean and appropriate. You don't want to have something out there that could be construed as inappropriate or questionable. That could absolutely turn off somebody looking at your resume and you could end up in the discard pile. Another tip out there, write a skill-based resume. Hmm. It's not all about you, believe it or not. The resume does talk about you, but the resume's purpose is to talk about you fulfilling the targeted job's duties. You want them to realize the skills that you have can be transferable into that position. Like I said earlier, the recruiting company can almost envision you being there. Without even meeting you, your skills need to be clearly defined and broken out. Looking at your resume from the top down, after you have your name, it's recommended to avoid objective statements. I 100% agree with that, with one small exception. If a position is looking for your objective or they're interested in an objective statement, definitely include it. You might ask, what's wrong with an objective statement? Objective statements usually are about you. Here's some examples. As an electrical engineer, I plan to utilize my talents. As a social media designer, I can do the following. What I'm looking for now that I've graduated college. As a college graduate, I'm interested in. The point behind those statements is that you're talking about yourself, what you're interested in, what you want, or what you may need. A resume, while it introduces you to the hiring company, should be about them, how you fulfill their needs, how you fulfill the position. So again, I'm 100% against objective statements unless the hiring company specifically requests it or hints at it. And that point in case, which I have seen done very infrequently, it does work if it's written well. In those cases, Tie in key words from the job description or the company's website into your objective statement so you still connect with them, although displaying your interests in your own objective. One website recommended that you have a highlight or header statement. These are pretty important as well. Not every resume needs one, but it's basically a one-liner summarizing what you bring to the table. 20 years of project management experience focusing on risk mitigation. Five years, social media design, specializing in digital art. Another area that's mentioned, metrics should be used when presenting your achievements. 
This can be done in your job or work history section. Rather than just defining your tasks, your roles, your activities, you can actually go into specifics here. One thing I've seen that I want to warn you about, and I want to thank one of my recent Resume Masterclass students for allowing me to share. When I was reviewing their resume before they had gone through my course and received coaching, there was a section on their job history that I just didn't fully understand. It didn't seem to have specifics. It was almost generic. And if I could gamble, it almost seemed like it was a job description that was listed in the website or the job description manual. I asked my student what was the background on this and how he came up with it. He put his head down and said, you caught me there. I didn't know what to put. I didn't know how to phrase what I had done. So I literally copy and pasted the job description that I was performing. That can be a good starting point. But to leave it on your resume is a big no-no and a big mistake. I mentioned earlier about specifics. This is where you try to focus on the achievements that you've accomplished, the value that you've provided that employer. As recruiters, read your resume, assuming you make it past the initial scanning phase, They're looking for what value you can bring to the table, what value you can bring to their company. If you can demonstrate from prior experience, and even better if it's repeatable over multiple jobs or multiple years of service, all the better. If you have your job description on your resume, including some details of the tasks and duties that you perform or performed, don't worry. However, you should know that needs to be removed right away. What we're talking about with metrics are the details that go behind your job tasks and duties that you've performed. From there, you want to use numeric specific values, SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. If you can quantify or put numerics behind some of your achievements, that speaks a lot more strongly to your resume and to you than broad, generic statements. The point is, there's usually a numeric value, such as time, value, cost, price, a percentage, for example. And, as I mentioned, it would be over a duration or a period, so that it can be defined. Because if someone says, I had a million dollars in savings, that's great. But was that in a day, a month, a year, the 20 years you worked at a company? You need to let someone be able to visualize those savings and those values that you bring to the table. Here's another. Make sure your resume is error-free. I've been in a hiring position in the past, and yes, I've seen resumes with errors. You should really pay attention to your margins, your commas, your periods, everything. It all matters. If you're being considered and more eyes get on your resume, it will be scrutinized before you get that final yes for the interview. And if there's just a couple typos, could be with periods, commas, punctuation, you name it, that could be a turnoff. So double and triple check it after you spell check and grammar check. It's great to have an extra set of eyes check it as well, even if it's a family member, a colleague, or a friend. 
Speaking about checking your resume, one of my recent students also used a free online resume service that reviewed their resume and gave recommendations. I would have assumed that scanning service would have found a number of errors and then naturally made the recommendation to purchase their service or their product. But in his case, it did not. It said his resume was in the top 10% of all resumes. I found that an interesting statement because in his particular case, he was not receiving any interest or responses. In fact, he'd only received one interview after submitting over 10 resume submissions and job applications. So I took a look at what the automated software scanned his resume and provided results. I completely disagree with the results, unfortunately, and after the student had gone through my class and received some additional coaching as well, the tide started to change. He got an interview nearly immediately after updating his resume. Here's some feedback that Matt provided. The Resume Masterclass was a wake-up call for me. Little did I know that my resume needed a lot of work. After watching the Resume Masterclass a few times, I was able to completely revamp my resume, breaking it down and actually shortening it because it was longer than what was recommended. I cannot begin to describe the importance and help the Resume Masterclass provided me in transforming my resume into something presentable. I also learned that my resume should be custom fit for each job application. This was new to me as I thought a standard resume format was acceptable. I quickly learned that in order to get exposure and to get to the top of the list, it needed to be customized. I highly recommend reaching out to Craig and his team and watching the Resume Masterclass from start to finish. Wow, thank you, Matt, for that really positive feedback, and we're glad that you've been able to move on and get into a new role. I hope this session on 2021 Resume Trends helped you think about your resume. Locate it, dust it off, and go through it. When's the last time you updated it? What's the last job position you had on there? Has there been any recent education or training you've received? Any permits, certifications, or awards that should be listed on there that would highlight your values to a future employer? Maybe you're working full-time and pleased, satisfied with your current job. That's great if that's the case. I still think that you should be prepared. I highly recommend that, that you locate, dust off, and update your resume. You never know when that unfortunate case may happen for downsizing or a reduction in force, a reduction in hours, or the opportunity arises that you might be interested in a promotion or movement into leadership. It's a lot easier if your resume has been updated in the last six months to a year so you don't have as far to go making changes and improvements. We're hitting our one-year anniversary I know, I can't believe it either. It's the one-year anniversary of my resume masterclass that has helped many. We've added in as a special bonus our new cover letter masterclass. So not only do you get lifetime access to the resume masterclass, but now the same for the cover letter masterclass. And as a special treat for hitting our one-year anniversary, it's a bit crazy 
we're offering that package at half price. You can't go wrong. It works for anyone that's creating, updating, or even redesigning your resume. And when and if that chance happens that you need to apply to a position that requires a cover letter, don't be confused, don't be scared or upset over how a cover letter is put together, the purpose, the structure. Use our Cover Letter Masterclass to go through it all. Please check out our products, craigancel.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L.com. Have a wonderful November. God bless. We'll see you next week.